Jeremiah 9 verse 21 through 24 reads, Death has climbed in through our windows and has entered our fortresses. It has removed the children from the streets and young men from the public squares. Say this is what the Lord declares. Dead bodies will lie like dung on the open field, like cut grain behind the reaper with no one to gather them. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. Welcome back to the Russell Fugit Leadership Legacy and Love podcast. It's April 2nd, 2020, and we are at war, World War C. It's just so fascinating to hear everybody say we'll be fine and we'll get through this. And of course, humanity, it appears, will <laughs> certainly go on. Um, but I don't think we're going to be fine or OK in that sense. I know we need to tell ourselves that. But this is a dramatic shift in the world, not just here in the United States, but in the world um, and, and so many things are changing of course as humans we're all looking at ourselves and worried about ourselves and we're in many ways selfish but we're also very generous and, and concerned about community to varying degrees and of course I recognize that I am in a place of tremendous privilege and it's going to be exacerbated and driven home probably even more so in the coming weeks and months and perhaps years um, as our global economy grinds to a halt as unemployment here in America is over 10 million at least have filed unemployment claims and as we uh, enter into uh, what I'm certainly think will be a depression although media pundits and political types might be hesitant to label it that but I think it's hard to call it anything but that when they're talking about you know the level of unemployment reaching well above 20% perhaps and um, just the economic impact that'll take place. And I truly believe that the, the economic disruption and the pain and death that that will cause indirectly will, and over time will be much greater than what COVID-19 causes. And of course that would be debatable because there's no way to directly quantify what the stress and the suicides and the, the stress-related illnesses, the anxiety-related illnesses and death and heart attacks and violence. I remember in college, one of my favorite professors, Dr. Uh, Professor Wade, had on his, his door and outside of his office, poverty is violence. And if you have the time to see what's going on in other countries, of course, I've been following to some extent what's happening in South Africa. I haven't been there recently and having built relationships and developed friendships uh, and maintained them since my time there, um, following what's happening there, but also being aware of what's happening um, amongst our homeless population here in the States and other places who don't have a home to shelter in place and practice social distancing. And um, definitely aware of um, that poverty will be violence. Um, of course, there's also evidence divorce rate in China is going up. Expect to see that here. So they're just trying times. There's, they're dark times. I think it's okay to, to own it, to acknowledge it, to call it what it is. 
and to say, no, we're not going to be fine. This is not okay. This is not good. Um, I know we need to have some level of psychological safety and mental safety in, in naming and claiming those types of things. Um, and we will persevere by the grace of God. We will. Um, but I think we need to all evaluate where we are and, and really you know, seek the path forward um, for all of us. And I think what's troubled me and what's pained me so much is feeling helpless. Um, once I get over, I think, the, the anxiety, for the most part, of the total life shift that's been required and the distraction of sports and life and even politics. Two of my favorite things, sports and politics, being a distraction from other things. <laughs> uh, a daily opioid or a daily conversation point to get you through the day. Uh, once you get past the anxiety of, of those things being pulled away um, and the distractions that they cause and then wrap your mind around accepting this new reality and what we're in the midst of. I think what's really paying me the most is this feeling kind of feeling helpless to some regard. I'm not a medical professional, so I'm not going to be on the front line of so many of our first responders. And um, I'm not a teacher who has to figure out how to continue to educate my young people that I'm responsible for. Um, so the one thing I know I can do is is be a spiritual warrior and be a prayer warrior. And that's what I'm beginning to turn my attention to. And did a little bit of fasting yesterday and we'll certainly be doing more and probably ramping up the aggressiveness of it and just being more aware um, of the spirit. And, and, and the spirit is um, our, our ultimate helper and not to get spooky. Um, and I know uh, I probably haven't gone deep on the spirit and you know being raised in the in the catholic tradition you you get a lot of the father god and the son jesus but you don't get a whole lot of the holy ghost right and, and who is this holy ghost who is this spirit that's moving that's within us right um and there's three excellent podcasts i can encourage you to check out um stephen furtick's i'm still scared uh sermon was really excellent it's available on podcasts it's probably available on youtube or on their his church elevation church website Talked about you can't be strategic if you're scared, if you're panicked, right? Um, and of course, we've seen so much panic, you know, going to the grocery store, you know, going, you know, in line to a drive-through, um, on social media, even more so. People lashing out, people reacting in panic. I got a call from a friend I hadn't talked to in years because he heard a rumor from a reliable source that the government was going to have a required, like, martial law shutting shelter-in-place order. <laughs> so he was concerned that I wasn't going to be able to get to the store in time. It was. We we uh we later spoke about a week later, um, and this is going back a couple of weeks now, and um, just the level of of panic, you know, um, the level of people who are around me, who have lost their job or are in the process of losing their income, or having their income significantly reduced, um, and of course all of us, um, who have kids or extended families are here with our in our home with our families. If you hear background noise, <laughs> I've given up trying to find a quiet time. When I'd have enough energy and cogent thoughts um, to do this podcast. So for me, that wouldn't really be first thing in the morning. And it wouldn't be much late at night. I found that I'm still just as exhausted by the end of the day as I would be if I was doing my normal commute and working routine. Just by, I think, managing my, 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 my emotions and my feelings and my work. I'm blessed to still have a, a, a stable job as my wife is right now. Thank God. And 
Um, also managing our two young children who are going on three and six years old, respectively, in the coming months. And so um, if you hear some background noise, my, my almost six year old is back here. I think watching some some Disney show on her tablet and doing arts and crafts self-directed, which she's really good at. And my youngest one is upstairs napping with my wife. <laughs> so um, praise God for this opportunity. But um, I'm just going to keep rolling with it. Um, so World War C, here we are. I've um, been thinking and praying deeply and reflecting about a number of things and, and what I can do. And I think one of my dear friends who I had the chance to see in February, Charles Botts, called me a convener. And I've always had the vision to use this podcast to do just that, to convene, to have different voices other than my own. And I've also been told and believed that to some extent I have a pastoral or a fatherly approach to my relationships with people, my love and compassion. And, and I believe that to be true. Um, certainly heartbreaking now, again, seeing friends and family members lose their jobs, applying for unemployment and really um, facing tremendous economic uncertainty. Um, so easy for me to say that to trust God and understand um, the Holy Spirit. But I think it's incumbent upon all of us to lean into that because we don't know what tomorrow holds when we say that. Right. And it doesn't in America, at least. For those of us who who have a home and have food and have income, it's easy for us to say we don't know what tomorrow holds. But in a lot of ways, we, we do. And most days, we're right. We get up. We do the same things we did the day before, some variation. We drive to work. We deal with the same pro people. We complain about the same you know stuff. Um, so a lot of it becomes really the same for us. Um, but, for but now we're in a situation where, where none of us um, are in, really know what's going to happen tomorrow what the new announcement, the next thing will be coming in terms of, you know, how COVID-19 is going to impact our life. So we're in that sense, we're all in this boat of uncertainty. And um, I know the, the, the verse I read from Jeremiah 9 to start this show is a little morbid, but I think it's real. And I think we have to confront that, but we can't panic. We can't be scared. The other two podcasts, and I got the Jeremiah 9 verse from my, th from my dear friend, my brother Nathaniel Cole and his wife Faith Cole have a wonderful podcast. These three remain. They started at the beginning of last year. There's episodes every other Friday. So right now there's like 40 some odd episodes. Go check them out. Um, the most recent one um, was really focusing on this corona situation. And then my dear brother, uh, brother-in-law Noah Kay has the What If podcast, and he also had a great episode, Corona Emotions. He had to self-quarantine. He was in Germany to perform a friend's wedding when all of this happened. And luckily him and his oldest son were able to return, but they had to, well, they were able to get through customs and all that, but then they had to self-quarantine. And so he's back with his family now. And um, thankfully uh, him and my nephew did not contract the virus, although they do believe they were exposed to someone who did over in Germany. <laughs> Um, of course, you know, this, so this has been um, so fast. Um, I want to pull up a verse real quick um, on, you know, on the Holy Spirit and just share um, you know, some of the reading I've been doing. And I thought that was really a good verse. Second Corinthians three, uh, chapter three, verse 18. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his, into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So really, when Jesus left this earth, quick Bible study lesson, he left us with the gift. And it's in the Gospels 
of the Holy Spirit. And so with ever increasing glory, um, which comes with comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So that's the, the mystery, right, of our faith, the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Um, so the spirit is with us and he's transforming and our world has been transformed and it's transforming around us and we don't have any control. Um, so I think now is a time to allow the spirit to transform us so that we are not transformed by the world, by these circumstances and not driven to fear and to panic and to anxiety, but to deeper compassion, uh, to have more patience, to increase generosity. Uh, and to increase love in this time and it's going to be hard and I think it's impossible to do without the Holy Spirit at least for me um, I admire those who are who have a stronger discipline but I think all of our humanity in this time is being exposed and is going to continue to be exposed um, but um, man so many things going on I mean living where I live I live in a uh, flight path of BWI airport and the airplanes you don't hear them fly over anymore um, as I mentioned, the sports leagues have, have gone ground um, to a halt. And um, you see the economic pain, of course, that's going to hit the African-American and the black and brown communities even harder than most. And my wife, who went to the store, noticed that the Instacart workers were, that she saw, were exclusively African-American women. And it's just some of the unique things that just... By us paying attention, we just have observed and, and we're just concerned. And, you know, the saying goes that when when black Americans uh, get, you know, get the flu, you know, mainstream America, white America gets a cold. When we get pneumonia, they get the flu and we're on a deathbed. You know, <laughs> that, that, that black America really, the, the, you know, the least of these in our society, which disproportionately tend to be black and brown people, are the, really the foretellers of, of what's happening in our society. So um, I just know there's a lot of pain right now in black and brown communities um, with these unemployment numbers coming out. And, and I'm really sensitive to that. I feel like the health the healthcare numbers and the death toll and all the other coronavirus data is to be expected. And like every day is going up and that's going to happen for at least the next few weeks. But how can we save people? Um, how can how can I help save people? Right. Is there an opportunity? Is there is there a business? Is there something I can do? And there's a couple of things that I, I'm, I'm going to work towards doing. And I'll share those as we go forward here. Um, but just so many impacts. And, and I don't want to um, not harp on it too much. But who, who would imagine we'd see field hospitals on American soil? So just our confidence as Americans with this, uh, with our unbridled enthusiasm and, and superiority complex is certainly shaken. But again, our humanity has all been, we've been reminded of, of our humanity. We're locked in this together in, in, in every form of the word um, by our humanity. We're all vulnerable. Um, yeah, one. So here's a statistic I have. One in nine Americans, roughly 37 million people, face food insecurity. And that number's supposed to double. I'm grateful for my church, I-5 City, has a food pantry. Um, a number of churches in this area have food pantries. Um, and that's something that's been near and dear to my heart over the years. And I'm just grateful um, for that. And but I just am concerned for the drug, the drug addict, the alcoholic, um, the person in a bad marriage. And what is all this going to do for our families, for people? What's what's the human toll overall going to be? Um, so I just, you know, I'm getting encouraging folks to lean into this time. Don't be afraid of it. Let the let the 
the fire of the moment of the season burn off the excess, burn off the distractions that kept us from pursuing God, from focusing our attention on him. Um, I just really want to encourage people to do that. Um, I might I might more formalize my efforts in terms of organizing prayer calls and doing different things. I don't know if that's my place. I know there's so many wonderful pastors um, who are doing so many wonderful things, but I, maybe I haven't listened to the right sermons and I don't listen to too many. I try to be attentive to what my church, I-5 City, is doing and there are a few others I check out. But I really feel like this is a time to call to arms for spiritual warfare and, and the weapons of our, our, war, our, our warfare are spiritual. Um, I can't go to the hospital and, and triage a patient, but I can do battle in the spirit. And I think that's where there is work to be done and an opportunity um, for those of us who are understanding and able and willing to, to sacrifice, to go deeper and to grow and to come out of this stronger. And there are a lot of people who are going to need our help um, in terms of their mental and psychological well-being and their physical well-being and their financial well-being. And there's going to be a need. And though God has built all of us, I believe, to meet different needs. So how do we explore and understand that and fully manifest that? And that's through doing that work and that's through doing some battle in the spirit and doing some personal work on who we are. Um, so it's hard. Whatever, no matter what faith you're, you, you subscribe to or if you have no faith, I think there's still an opportunity for all of us to focus and to do better. Um, so this episode is going to be a little shorter than normal. Um, what I'm hoping to do is going forward to do this podcast at least four times a week. I might do more often. And I'm just blessed to have a wonderful network of people in various industries and in various parts of the world and with various perspectives. And I wanted to pivot this show to an interview um, show. And I think now is the time to do that. I'm going to probably start with my mother um, who used to work at the U.S. Labor Department. So she'll probably provide some economic perspective. And, um, and then also a woman, a guy who provides some perspective on that, on the times that we're in as well and was raised by um, parents who were born up in the depression so we can kind of have that discussion have that bridge um and then i have other people i want to talk to i might have some conversations too that'll provide some distraction and some some different perspective on on life and business and sports maybe even as well um we got to laugh we got to be human through this and so as you can hear you can have one of those babies See, i'm not even going to stop it i'm not even going to edit this part out because i'm here uh, with my daughter and this is real and as i've said to everybody who's Use this podcast. Here, take that one. <laughs> this podcast is for my daughters, and maybe one day they'll listen to this and, and it'll be a journal. And so a lot of this is for them. And of course, me doing this and sharing this and documenting this history also, of course, is for me. But if you're listening to this, I'm grateful for you. Uh, I'm grateful you're on your journey, that you, you're you know a part of my journey, a part of my life. Or if I don't know you, thanks for listening. And feel free to reach out on social media at Russell Fugit. Um, across all channels um, and if you you know have my number of course hit me up and yeah, we're in this together and I think it's just important for all of us to lock arms um, and the support I've, I've gotten a number of, um, of, of texts from people I haven't talked to in months sometimes years just checking on me and I'm hoping as I go forward to do better about that myself in these coming weeks and taking the time to just check on people definitely thinking and praying for a lot of my people in New York New Jersey Connecticut where I have a lot of friends extended and, and family who I know are being impacted and probably feel this threat a little bit differently than, than me sitting um, here in Maryland, uh, right between D.C. And, and Baltimore, where it's not, I wouldn't say quite a hot spot, but the numbers, of course, of infections are going up as they're going up everywhere. 
Um, so just stay tuned. Um, I'll be pushing out, letting people know when a new episode drops. And I'm just going to try to be diligent and not let <laughs> the noise and the craziness that erupts in my house uh, disrupt me from from building something here that I hope will help people get through this time. And and just, again, nothing else, creating a journal and a documentation for my children and my grandchildren and for others in the future to understand what we lived through and how we got through it and how we grew as a result. So if you have a loved one who is uh, sick, feel free to send a prayer request my way. I know there are a few others who've asked me to pray, who reached out, um, who've asked broadly on Facebook to pray. Um, for their loved ones who are infected or otherwise have a health issue during this this time, and um, a lot of people, you know, the economic insecurity. You know, we're we're gonna just we're gonna get through. Um, I say, hey, I hate that we're gonna be fine. I feel like that's that's trying to cast it aside too much, but we're gonna get through. And where there's where there's growth, is often painful, um, but we're all gonna grow as a result of this and. I guess the main thing is to stay healthy and, and and try to do the best we can to stay away from this disease and and to when we feel the anxiety rising, when we feel panic to stop, to turn our attention uh inward to the spirit, turn our attention, stop and pray. Uh our God is an ever present help and is with us. And just turn your attention and you'll be surprised how God can turn uh, your attention towards the things that you need to be attuned to and to give you a sense in your heart. Some people say trust in your gut, but for me, it's a little bit deeper than that. It's really a sense and a tune as to you're okay. Things are all right. You're safe. For instance, I had a package come from Amazon today. I'm wiping it down. I'm careful. I'm washing my hands. You know, I feel a little anxiety about I'm tossing the box out the back of my house with like my pinky and my like index, like my, my thumb and my index finger. Like, ah, you know, I don't want Corona coming from Amazon. And I just had to, I'm praying, I'm washing, I'm wiping down. And I sense the Lord say, it's okay. It's fine. And so you have to lean on that. I have to rely on that. I have to press into that more. And I just encourage all of us uh, to do that during this time. So thank you for listening. Stay tuned. I'm going to work on putting together a nice list of people to interview that I think will provide some unique perspective um, on what's happening, not just here in America, but globally right now, but also hoping to find some other topics we can discuss to really understand where we are right now. So with that, I'm Russell Fugit again. I'm at Russell Fugit on across social media. Um, and I'm just really grateful for you listening to the leadership legacy and love podcast. Check out the, I'm still scared. Stephen Furtick podcast. Check out what if podcast with Noah K check out the, these three remain podcast with Nathaniel and faith Cole. I think those will help you get through this week. And in the weeks ahead, God bless you. I love you. And we'll be back in this space perhaps in the next 24 hours. So Stay tuned. I love you. Stay well. Trust God.